Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. If you haven't done so before, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Point of View Pod and on Twitter at podcast underscore POV. And if you're looking for a fun, positive Star Wars community to be a part of, be sure and join our Facebook group, and you can find us at a certain point of view discussion group. Thanks, and enjoy the show. So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. Hello there. (laughs) Welcome to a certain point of view. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. <laughs> and this is a Star Wars podcast. If only this podcast were video, Ben. <laughs> I know. There was just a lot of confusion that just happened. <laughs> so a little behind the curtain here. So basically, so Ben and I can say hello there together. I usually count down over the Zoom call that we're on so that we can say it at the same time. And I usually count down backward from four, three, two, one. And this time I started on one and then I went to four and then I was confused. And then it was a miracle that we actually got. (laughs) It was a miracle that we actually did that right. (laughs) My gosh. Oh, man. Ben, how's how's it going, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, um, Sarah and I finished our Millennium Falcon build uh, this week. So Sweet. that is finally finished and it looks wonderful. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. You'll have to and post that to the uh, to the group, to the group and to the certain point of view Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I really. Uh, yeah. I really need to. Yeah. Because we all um, want to see it, dude. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to see it. Um, but yeah, so did that. Um, and I've been. Funny enough, I've been watching people kind of um, react to the season two finale of Rebels this week. <laughs> um, yes. Because there are some people that like went back and rewatched it after the Clone Wars finale. And then there are some people who just like I just found like old videos or people going through it for the first time. I found one person who reacted to it that she's never seen the original trilogy. Um, I think that she's going through it in like order from prequels all the way through like Clone Wars, Rebels. She might be one of the people that like Clone Wars was her intro to Star Wars or something. I think I know who you're talking about. What's her name? Gazelle, but spelled with yep. an X. Yep. Yeah. And yep. so, but she's like never her. seen the original trilogy. And I was like, this is so interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. I thought the same thing because <laughs> she was watching something. And Tarkin came up on the screen and yeah. she was like, I know him from somewhere. Do I know him? And I was like, yes, he's Tarkin. <laughs> of course you know him. <laughs> and then she was like, well, I haven't seen the original trilogy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so weird how? to think about how you've seen Clone Wars in the prequels, but not the originals. But OK, <laughs> I know it's it's wild to think that like. Clone Wars was an intro to Star Wars for a lot of people. It really is like wild, man. Watching Cartoon Network and they're just like, this is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, um, th- by the way, I just want to mention before we really get going, the live stream we did the other night was super fun. It really was. 
we want to thank you guys. So I had a lot of fun. Yeah, night. we had a lot of fun. We had a really consistent. It wasn't like a huge group of people, but we had a really consistent, like really fun chat going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did. How how long was that, Ben? Was it like two and a half hours or two it was, hours? It was something like that. Yeah. It was, it was a it was a really fun time, and uh, we had a great time. And we're definitely going to do it again. This is not the only time we're going to do that. In fact, we're going to yeah. do it as much as we can. Um, uh, because we really love the idea of just getting on there and hanging out with you guys. Um, and so anytime you guys can join us on there, we really would love it because seriously, that was honestly like one of the best parts of star Wars day. And a lot of things happen on star Wars day. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, really did. um, that was great. I loved it. And, uh, speaking of star Wars day today, we are covering, the season seven finale, the series finale to the Clone Wars. Ben, yep. like you said earlier, this is our last Clone Wars episode. Mm-hmm. I'm bummed, dude. <laughs> last time. This uh, is this is a big moment. And I mean, we could go back and start the series from the beginning. <laughs> we could. Yeah. That's uh, true. We always have that option. Yeah. <laughs> If we do that, we would probably would do by arc or something like that, not by something. episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, this is surreal, man. It's it's pretty crazy that it's over. It seems like like just a couple of weeks ago that we heard that it was actually season seven was happening. Yeah. So yeah, it it really does like it. It's cra- it is crazy like how fast this actually went because whenever I looked at the dates and I saw like how many. I mean, like, it spanned, like, three months, you know? Um, and so it's it's just wild to think about how those three months went by so quickly. Well, and at times they did. Yes. <laughs> yes, at times <laughs> they did. Looking into you, Martez Arc. Um, but, yeah, it. but I'll tell you what. I, without, you know, getting too into the weeds yet, very satisfied me too. I'm very satisfied with how this ended and this last part of the finale. Um, I think that's an important thing to take into account. Like the whole finale has been going on for you know two weeks, three weeks, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, like this is the fourth and final part of one big finale, and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I loved it and I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, so let me tell you my story about watching it. So I stayed up till, okay. I expected to have to stay up till two (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Um, Yep. I I don't, I don't know why I thought that I, I, it's because that's what time it usually comes out. Yeah. But I guess it came out at midnight everywhere around the world. Yeah. On it was Star weird. Wars it was Day. different. It was yeah. different than normal because usually it comes out at the same time for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing like people post, oh my God, the Clone Wars was in the f- finale was amazing. And I was like, wait, what? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is 
Is it out? Is it out? And it wasn't for me. And so, like, I kept checking. And then around, like, 11.30, 11.45 from us here in Arkansas, it was on there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so happy that I don't have to stay up till 2.30, 2 o'clock to watch this thing. And so, dude, I watched it. And it went by faster than any episode I think I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. Because it was also the shortest part in yeah, this final. It was the shortest part of this arc. It was the, sh- the shortest part of these four episodes. And it was also mostly action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like it was over. And then yeah. I at the end of it, I was like... I don't know what I feel like right now. Yeah. Like, am I satisfied? Am I sad? Am I, do I want more? Do I have questions? Well, yes to all of those. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But basically what I did was I was like, I got to watch it again. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I watched it again, like right then back to back. And so where I landed on it was, this finale was never meant to be the end of Rebels. Yeah. Um, a hopeful uh, a hopeful outlook of the future and, like, anything can happen. And <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can be anybody. And all the, the these right. are Star Wars themes that we've always had. This was not meant to be that. And it never was. And I never thought it would be happy necessarily. But mm-hmm. I guess what I was expecting, and here's the danger of expectations, and I, I really thought I did a good job of keeping my expectations in check, but I guess I thought that since it was the last episode, maybe there would be less action, more character moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like like the, more of the episode would feel like the last four minutes did. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that's what threw me like it got to where it was like what the episode is, what, 20 minutes ex- like like on the dot. Like it was short. Pretty, yeah, pretty close at least. Yeah. And about 15, 16 minutes in, we're still escaping. <laughs> like, yeah, we are just now jumping out of the, the ship. And that's that craziness. And I'm like, man, this episode is about to end we haven't gotten these character. I mean, we had, we had character moments there. They were mm-hmm. sprinkled in there amongst all the action. And I just yes. saw it going differently in my mind, you know? And so, um, I didn't know what to think after it was done, but it, when it comes down to it, man, I've had a lot of time to think about this because we actually watched this a week ago now when we're recording yeah. this. And <laughs> I've had a lot of time. I've watched it like four or five times. I've watched, Uh, I've listened to people talk about it. I've formed my own opinions on it. And so where I have come to is, do I have questions? Oh, yeah, Uh, I have questions. Um, Did it leave me wanting more? Oh, yeah, it definitely left me wanting more. Yeah. Um, Was this finale perfect? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... And, and so if you want, we can just kind of dive in now, man. Uh, yeah. Do you just want to dive in? Because I, I want to get into why I feel that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I feel similarly. Okay. I think that I, like, whenever I first watched it, 
I felt that sort of same feeling of like, wait, we're like, I like looked, I literally like, like moved my mouse to see how far into the episode I was. Cause I was like, we're still, we're still escaping and we only have a few minutes left. When are they going to like give us mo- when, like, when is it going to slow down and give us moments? I'm, you know, yeah. it was just like this, this weird feeling of just like, I'm about to have to say goodbye to these characters and I don't feel like I'm getting a goodbye. And then it it did take like watching some people react to it and stuff like that. Like watching over those scenes again and watching over the episode again to really fully appreciate. Cause I think the first time I watched it, I had these expectations in my head of like how it would go and um, not even necessarily like perfect predictions, just literally like, just wanting some form of like, like where are they now? Or you know what I mean? Like, like just yeah. a little bit into the future, like seeing what did Ahsoka do after Order sixty six? What did Rex do after Order sixty six? You know, like what does that look like? And we just didn't get that, you know. And I was kind of like, just. I was thrown off by how much of this was just the escape. But at the same time, you have to remember that George Lucas loves chase scenes and stuff like that. And so it <laughs> almost feels super fitting that the last episode would be three quarters or more like seven eighths. Um, <laughs> yeah. A chase scene, basically. Um, or in like an escape. And then the last like little bit is actually giving us this, which is, it's funny because like that, those character moments at the end, really there's no dialogue. It's just silence and it's just showing things. It's crazy. Um, it's really incredible what they were able to do. In fact, I won't really, I don't think I'm really going to have any clips to play today. Yeah. Everything, almost everything worth like re like listening to, Mm-hmm. or re or revisiting for you know in that context should be watched not yeah. listened to everything is visual in this episode i would 100 percent agree even the stuff on the um on the ship whenever they're escaping and stuff there's like this the amazing stuff. like amazing moment between rex and ahsoka where they're talking and everything but the whole impact of that moment is what you're seeing. And it's it's not even... Gosh, okay, hold on. I need to talk about that moment. Okay. Because that moment is, like, something that blew me away. So this moment, like, it blew me away because they, like... <laughs> in the moment, somehow I'm watching this animated show. And I've never experienced anything like this in this show. And like and like they have consistently incredible animation. Oh god, yeah. Um, but like I've never experienced a moment where like when Rex is when Rex is talking about his brothers and how he's like he's like, those soldiers, my brothers, are willing to kill you. Like and will kill you at the drop of a hat, essentially. Like they won't question it. And all of that. And after he says it all, there is a pause and everything that you're seeing is just subtle face, like subtleties in the way that like Ahsoka's face kind of like is noticing something's wrong with Rex. 
you see these body movements in Rex, even whenever he's talking, where he looks very in distress. And then whenever he it's silent, his shoulders kind of like his shoulders like dip. go back a little bit. And I knew in that moment, it was almost like I knew exactly what Ahsoka knew. I was like, he's crying. Mm-hmm. And like, and then whenever she, like her face dropped and she just like took off his helmet, it was, I've never connected so much into a scene in an animated show. Like it literally felt like I was there with the characters in that moment somehow. And it blew my mind. Like, yeah. like after that moment, I legitimately just like wiped my eyes and I was like, how did they just do that? <laughs> like, I was blown away. So, so well done. Um, Dude, they've gotten me gosh. with Rex's tears twice now. Twice in a row. <laughs> like, they are, they're killing me, man. <laughs> and you're right. That I noticed that the first time around, I noticed that shoulder, like, yeah. His, he said all that because he knew that's what needed to be done. And after he said it, he just like his shoulders dropped because he like he it was like he gave up and he yeah. just he gave up holding back the tears. Yeah. And and then Ahsoka took off the helmet and it was all over. He started. Yeah. He cried. Um, and everybody's cool until Rex starts crying. And then was like, oh, man. I need a shirt that says that everything is cool until Rex starts crying, dude. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I've he's gotten me twice now. <laughs> he's gotten me two episodes in a row. It's Ugh. yeah, it's incredible. Fives. Find him, find him. Five, five. Gosh. <laughs> and that uh, part. yeah, so I mean, dude. And that's what I'm talking about. Whenever I say. It's not that there's not character moments in this episode. They're really popcorn everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and they're rarely dialogue. Exactly. They're visual moments, and and they're just, like, really subtly everywhere, like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I just... I mean... Dude, I, I, I don't even really know what else to add to that, except that I just... <laughs> Rex just broke my heart, man. I was watching it while you were talking about it, and I was about yeah. to cry again. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just so good. Um, so let's do this. Let's talk about the very beginning, and then we'll we'll start at the beginning, and then guys, we're just we're probably just gonna go everywhere. But I did want to talk about. We got to get our introduction in. So directed by Nathaniel Villanueva mm-hmm. again, and written by Dave Filoni. Music by Kevin Kiner. Um, I guess this is the big three. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And guys, we have to talk about this off the top because I I don't know. So much of what I'm going to say about this episode has to do with this. (laughs) uh, So Kevin Kiner. My word. In Shattered, he really did like... Okay, here, here, go with me here. To me, this last arc is really like two arcs. Hmm. Um, Old Friends Not Forgotten and The Phantom Apprentice really was the Siege of Mandalore arc. Mm-hmm. And the music for that was much more 
grand and yeah. um, orchestral, a little bit more on the classic side of Star Wars while still having yeah. some of the synth sounds that they've been using. But it definitely was very reminiscent of stuff we've heard before in the show, but maybe like better than normal, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, very stylistically, that arc had a feel, you know? Mm-hmm. But with Shattered and Victory and Death, this arc, really, you could call it the Order 66 arc. Yeah. Is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And they they switched gears musically, and now it's like Blade Runner, which, yeah. okay, unpopular opinion, that movie is boring. That movie is boring. Um, to be fair, I never, I haven't finished it because I was bored. <laughs> but the music, have you seen, have you seen Blade Runner? No, for some reason, somebody decided to like, they're like, like a bunch of friends were trying to decide what to watch and somebody said they hadn't seen it. And then I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it either. And so we turned it on, but it's like a group of friends that liked to talk to each other and stuff. And so in a movie nope. that's filled with so much like just time, <laughs> like, like, like literally ha- just nothing. like nothing happening. And then like a lot of dialogue that you do need to know yeah, and stuff like that. It's just, like, not a good party watch movie. Like, you really need to just sit down and try to soak it in. Totally. And so the, that was the only time I've ever seen any of it. And I was like, I want to go back and try to watch this sometime. Because it, it is it is very slow. And I will, too. It could, very well could have been the mood I was in. Yeah. I was getting... I was getting... This was around the time of, with uh, COVID-19. I started getting really antsy. Antsy. Yeah. Um, and so it really could have just been my mood that day. I'll probably go back and watch it and finish it. But the music in that movie is sweet. Like, yeah. it's very much... I mean... The music in Shattered and this, it's very reminiscent of Blade Runner. And instead of big orchestral scores, which you still get orchestra, um, it's still there, very very much so. But the big moments and the quiet moments, it's much more synth-based. And um, like, dude, when when they're on that – when they're on the – Shoot, when they're on the 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 deck with a yeah. bunch of uh, where clones. where where all the clones are, and they open the top, that synth hit. That's like they open the yeah. top, and it was like, yeah. it was like that was the kind of thing we were getting in that episode. It was much more. It's almost like uh, a little bit Inception me too, yeah. just a little I bit. Because yeah. that was Hans Zimmer, one of his more. Um, synthy scores as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this music just contributed so much again to the story, mm-hmm. but I just, I just had to bring it up because dude, the music in, I want to bring up specifically the very last couple of minutes. The yeah. music is, it's just like, it's very spacious. Yes. It no, like it doesn't move very much. It's very there is a melody going, but it's yeah. very slow and very subtle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it, it's like this like really high 
synthy piano type thing with tons like, of reverb with tons of reverb just like hits and it just yeah. kind of rings out for a long time with yeah other things kind of going in the background a little bit it's just a different it's, feel and yeah. i can't help but wonder like is is between this and the mandalorian are they like starting to push star wars scores in a different direction mm-hmm. you know what i mean I can see that. And I'm well, not I mean, going to lie. I would be thrilled about that because John Williams is done. Yeah. And I don't want just a bunch of people kind of trying mimicking to John Williams as John Williams as best as they can because they're not John Williams and it's going to ultimately not be as good. <laughs> so, right. so um, you know, Michael Giacchino did a great job on Rogue One, but mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of kept within that feel, right? Yeah. And um and it's not as good as John Williams. <laughs> That's yeah. not a knock on him. It's just not though. It's and just John freaking Williams. It's John Williams. But with this stuff, you have much more synthy, much more of a um it's a much more modern vibe. It is. But I still feel like it belongs in the Star yeah. Wars universe. It still really works for me. Mm-hmm. And so I can't help but wonder like with the end of this show ending like it did um, and with the Mandalorian doing its thing, obviously mm-hmm. both still really heavily incorporate orchestra. That's never going to go away. But I like the vibes lately in Star Wars yeah. scores, and I, I would like to see that growth continue because I do feel like we need it. I do yeah. feel like we need a little evolution there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I just I wanted agree. to bring that up because that's something I thought about and I couldn't help but wonder, like, I wonder if they're, like, doing this to push this forward a little bit. Yeah. No, I love that idea. And I think it would be really great to see, like, whatever movies they come out with next or whatever, just see them kind of lean into this sort of new new age of Star Wars sounds, you know? Like, yeah. what does Star Wars sound like now? And just like really lean into that because I really do think that like Kevin Kiner has really struck gold with, especially this last season, like the music, what struck gold. Oh, Um, I thought you said struggled. I was like, no, struck gold. Sorry. (laughs) He's just done an amazing job. Yeah. He has like this final season. And I mean, like I think that whenever the Clone Wars first started, I remember kind of just feeling like it felt like weird. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily classic star Wars yet. Um, there were definitely some things that were, you could tell that he was just like trying not to like, <laughs> he bastardize, uh, John Williams score, <laughs> right. but like, uh, but then there were just these really weird, like, like not, not Cynthia in a good way. It was like, it was like weird. Like, clubby like like yeah. and there's like electric like, guitar yeah <laughs> yeah like i remember weird stuff yeah and i remember just being like what is happening in this music right now and um as the show went on it just got better and better and i mean like talk about a great finale for the show but also just like what a great high note for kevin kiner to go out on to of just like how much he grew as well as yeah. the show went on it's amazing. Absolutely. So at the beginning of the episode, uh, you see the – so before you see anything, you start to hear this really uh, haunting 
choral music. It's uh-huh. it's so beautiful. I started. I almost started crying right then, and um, it's like this slow during that music. It's like this slow yeah. crawl toward the door that Ahsoka and Rex are, are trapped behind, and it was just like. Oh my gosh! I feel like we're going to their funeral. <laughs> if I didn't know that they that they lived, <laughs> yeah. If we didn't watch Rebels, we would be stressed out so much watching really, this finale. We really would. And honestly, dude, this is the crazy thing about this this arc is that I know all that. I know what happens to Anakin. I know what happens to. I know Ahsoka lives. I know Rex lives. We see them again in Rebels. I know all this stuff happens because this is the this is kind of the territory when you're dealing with prequels, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know Maul. I know Maul makes it out somehow. I have – even then, I was still glued to my seat. Like yeah. I was still at the edge of my seat like wondering like I, – I, like, okay, I know they live but like do they? Like <laughs> – like, like I was genuinely like – I know they live but how? At the edge of my seat, I, it, it had me hooked like that, yeah. and that is a sign of good writing to me. To me, that is yeah. a sign of when you can do something – it's like Titanic. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people like to crap on Titanic, but the reality is that movie, that movie held the box office record yeah. until Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, same director, by the way, and <laughs> um, James Cameron. And so – People knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Everybody knows the Titanic sinks, but everybody still went to go see it. Yeah. Because they wanted to know what, like, what happened. Like, they want to see the, they want to see the tragedy for themselves. And that's what this was. That this was a Titanic of the force. (laughs) This was my quote, Michael Hoover, 2020. This was a Titanic of the Force. <laughs> it's like countdown to Anakin's ship sinking into the dark side. <laughs> and seriously. And it really and, and we all knew it and yet it still had us. We were all it was gripping. And mm-hmm. gripping is the perfect word to me. Let's talk about this. Right after that, you know the last episode we had that hallway scene with Maul. <laughs> It didn't stop. <laughs> no, it didn't stop. We <laughs> thought that was the hallway scene. It wasn't over. So yeah. Maul, using the uh, he was using the communications device from the clone trooper whose arm he cut off in the door. <laughs> uh, he used it to kind of find where, um, kind of find where the. Uh, Sorry, the the hyperdrive room was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what he did. And so (laughs) he goes into this room, plays around with some clone (laughs) troopers, throws them off. Destroys them. Destroys them. He does this move where he has a clone trooper's helmet in his hand, and he does this move where he, like, blocks a gunshot, and he, like, deflects it back at him like he's playing dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic dodgeball move. Yeah. And... Um, and then, dude, this guy uses the force to bring down the hyperdrive <laughs> from the inside. It was, this scene is beautiful because, like, one, obviously, it's just cool to see Maul destroy stuff. 
Yes. But, like, the way that they played with colors in this scene was super cool as well because, like, there's, like, you know, everything's crashing down. It's, like, all this smoke and sparks and everything. And then, like, behind him, there's, like, this close-up shot of his face and, like, there's all these yes. flashes kind of going on. And then right behind him, there's, like, blue and red just, like, hazing behind him. And it was just so, like beautiful and pleasing to the eye i was just like this is awesome <laughs> yeah it was incredible, i love that dude. scene man just the the havoc that he was able to wreck upon this ship mm-hmm. without lightsabers or anything just yeah. with the force you know he said a couple episodes ago the dark side is stronger than it's than ever or something like that yeah Okay, yeah. I mean, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, the dark side is so strong right now. Yeah, and he it it felt kind of like a firebender during a uh <laughs> solar eclipse. Solar eclipse. <laughs> wait, yeah. no. Not during a solar eclipse. I'm sorry. Hold on, wait. Not, during no, during, during a comet. During a comet. Solar eclipse is the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Where they <laughs> ben, lose their What bending. is wrong with them? Um So, but yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So if that wasn't cool and as if that wasn't cool enough, the next shot after that is the ship. It shows from the outside, the ship has been pulled out of, of hyperdrive and it just shows it come to a sudden stop and it's smoking. It was Mm -hmm. the coolest shot like, I sat there watching this whole thing, and my mouth was, like, on my desk. Like, I was just, like, blown away by how much would they put into this. It was just, like, shot after shot. And that's that's what I'll say, again, with this episode, everything is visual in this episode. Yeah. There are so many money shots in this episode, I can't even really count them. <laughs> it yeah. was like thing after thing just kept happening. I was like, wow, that's great. Wow. Can I that's tell you one great. right now that just showed up in, yes. the, in my watch on, on here that I have just playing? Yes. Is whenever after like Ahsoka pulls a pulls a ray and like tries to stop Maul's ship and like pull it down with the force or whatever. Yeah. After she does that and she releases it. And her and Rex are getting overwhelmed by clones. She does this move where she's yes. just like, nope, I'm done. And like throws the lightsabers into the ground, uses the force and spins it around in a circle and has the lightsabers cut a circle out around her. They drop down and she like gets her lightsabers back. And it's just like the coolest. Yep. And by the way, she oh was still standing gosh. after that, and Rex was, like, on the ground. <laughs> yeah, Rex was, like, oh. <laughs> just, like, laying on the ground, and she's still standing. Yeah, that part was insane. It's it's It really is. Let me ask you this, Ben, because I have heard some complaints about this. Okay. I'm not saying this is a complaint for me, because I don't, I don't think this bothers me at all. Okay. Do you feel that Ahsoka is in any way overpowered? I in don't the, in think, this arc. I don't think that she is overpowered. I think that one. I think that um, I'm assuming people are saying this because of how like thoroughly wrecked 
the Jedi Masters get in Order 66. And she's I just think like that's what it is. It's, fighting it's, off these clones. And I understand. I can see that point of view. And I um, do too. But I have a, I have a reasoning though. I, I do too. And I think we've talked about this. I think we talked about this in our last re- like review of the last oh, episode. okay. A little bit. Um, because whenever, like, whenever Rex and the other clones turned on her, she was, you know, in a situation where all of the other Jedi Masters, if they were in the same situation, would have probably died. But my reasoning was that the two Force users in this whole, like, war, honestly, in this whole time that have seemed to think the clearest and have the cl- and be, have like the clearest connection to the force have been Ahsoka and Maul. Yeah. Um, oh, and Sidious. And, well, you know, Sidious. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like Ahsoka and Maul are both toying with sort of the middle between dark and light in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka leaning more toward light and Maul leaning more towards dark. Differences also being, though, that Maul is not following, like, a Sith religion and Ahsoka's not following a Jedi religion. They are both right. in tune with the Force and that's just who they are. And I think that them being in that way just brings a lot more clarity. And I think that she, because she is you know, not distracted by all the politics of war and all of this stuff. And she has such a close connection with Rex. She doesn't just think of the clones as other troopers or anything like that as like loyal troopers. And that's all they are. Um, she thinks of them as friends and she thinks of them as like allies and everything that I think that for some reason she just had a clearer, connection to the force and that was make that made her more powerful and because honestly she acted the way that any Jedi should have in yeah. this situation not only was she able to fight them off like any of the other Jedi should have been able to but because she saw so clearly she also saw that she didn't want to kill these clones because she because like she's like these clones are my friends like there's something is wrong like something is just obviously wrong. Like I know they wouldn't just turn on us like this. Yeah, and we and see in the Revenge of the Sith, the other Jedi just like straight up try to kill them. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yoda and Obi Wan just like don't care. Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> weird. Yeah, and but she's like, no, like we like I we are not going to be the reason. I'm not going to be the reason that they die. Like they they may be prepared to die. She said that. She said they may be prepared to die, but I will not be the one who kills them. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful thing. And you even see how much she respects them whenever she gives them a proper burial at the end. And like she has a clearer connection to the force than the other Jedi do. It's just a fact. And people can be pissed off about it because, oh, but she's not a Jedi master or whatever. She doesn't have to be a Jedi Master. She doesn't need a rank or a title to make her powerful. She's powerful because she's more connected to the Force than, honestly, even, like, some of the most wise Jedi Masters there are. Mm-hmm. And she she was among Yoda. And, I mean, Obi-Wan didn't even see 
all of that coming. Like he he could have died, but he luckily landed in water <laughs> instead of rocks, you know. Um, right. And so I mean, but like Yoda knew before um, before it hit because of his connection to the Force and how he sensed that he sensed that pain and that anguish. She sensed the pain and anguish before it hit her. Mm-hmm. She sensed Anakin's fall. Yeah. And I think that because and of that. The other guys were like, the, the other Jedi were like, hey, come on, guys, let's go. Guys? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's, it's sad because, I mean, we love those other Jedi. Like, it, it sucks sure. whenever you watch now and you see people like Plo Koon and Ayla Sakura get just absolutely destroyed by their clone troopers. But, like. I do like Plo. I love Plo. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, was always I mean, so kind to Ahsoka. He was. Unlike a certain Windu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Windu oh. and Kiati Mundi have always been kind of like, come on, guys. Yeah, really frustrating. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you're right, man. I, I like that explanation a lot. It makes a lot of sense to me. And, like, to be fair, I I'm thankfully I haven't heard a bunch of people saying, oh, she's such a Mary Sue or anything like that. I think people recognize that her powers have grown over Mm -hmm. the seven seasons of the show. She is older. She is wiser. She is more skilled. And Mm -hmm. even at the very beginning of the show, she was a skilled fighter. Yeah. Even at the very beginning when she was uh, like a, like a (laughs) youngin, she was, even then she was a skilled fighter. She was just reckless and like really didn't know what she was doing, but she, but she was skilled. And so just seeing her, I, I just always kind of viewed her as Ahsoka's kind of one of the best, like the most skilled sword fighters, you know, out yeah. of the out of the Jedi. That's just kind of how I viewed her. And I think this validates that yeah. um, aside from all of the things that you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, dude, I didn't think she was overpowered. There was a couple of points where I was like, OK, like. How is she still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, e- there was even one time where I know Rex kind of felt the same way. <laughs> like, yeah. There was one time where, you know, it was like after they fall, they fell through the floor and they stood back up and the clones were down there waiting for them. And Rex was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how <laughs> I felt watching the episode because I was like. When are we getting there? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, but yeah, anyway, I just, I wanted to bring that out because I, I have noticed people saying that, but I do think that it was, I thought, I think it was earned. Uh-huh. I really I do. do. So, so we've talked about Rex's tears. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so do, do you have anything else? Oh, I do want to talk about one thing. When I love, of course, you have to have a great mall line in this episode. Yeah. You didn't have many. But when he said, you wanted this chaos. Oh, yeah. That was so awesome. I love that line. Yeah. He said, you wanted this chaos. And then he like roared at her. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very <gasps> cool. Very yeah. cool. A um, couple of random stray thoughts on this. Poor droids. Poor oh, droids. Yeah. It was very sad seeing them. They were so helpful. Like, they really did stuff. I know. And uh, and then they just got murdered. (laughs) Destroyed. And, uh, okay, so before we get to the epilogue, I mean, 
Do you have any thoughts on the free fall? <laughs> I mean, the free fall was just it remi- beautiful. Yeah. It reminded me of the uh, of old friends not forgotten when she yeah. was like, "I don't need a parachute." But a this was a bit a bit more uh, uh, dire. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was the out of control for, at points, but. It was it was awesome, man. It was like yeah. it was one of those awesome things where it was like, oh, OK, she made it. Oh, nope, she didn't. <laughs> yes. And it was like, it, again, like you're on the edge of your seat. You're like, how is she going to get in? Like how like where she's just like everywhere. Like yeah. there's she's not anywhere, really. She's just kind of like trying to find her place and like trying to find where, where, like, where's the ship and everything? And Rex is just like doing his best, trying yep. to find her and <laughs> all the smoke and everything. Yep. And um, gosh, like, yeah, her like running along the stuff and jumping and just, and she looked so calm and collected the whole time. You know. Yeah. She looked like she was just like fully led in the forest, and it was so cool. It was yeah, so dude. Cool. It was awesome. And so she gets in the ship. And it's this moment. I really appreciated this. It wasn't just like she gets in the ship and then cut away. She gets in the ship um, finally in like the escape ship that they have. And they both have a moment. It, the yeah. camera goes to both of their faces because they are not happy they escaped. They, yeah. are, they are sad because they know everyone on that ship is dead. Yeah. It is so sad. Yeah. <sighs> There's and no like yeah woohoo or anything like that. They literally just no get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they just get in and they. You're right. They like they both just like have this look of what just happened. Yeah. Like and then it shows here, dude. Okay, here's another awesome shot. It's playing right now. It shows their ship is is flying away, and. The Star Destroyer is like just in flames, just going down mm-hmm. toward the moon, and it's going through these clouds, and yeah. it's just disappearing through the clouds, and it is so cinematic and beautiful and tragic and sad, but like uh, amazing shot. I don't the way that they did the shots with the Star Destroyer, like falling and coming out of hyperspace, it really blew me away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then that shot of Rex and that shot of Ahsoka just like so sad and so distraught. It's so it's it's heart wrenching, man. Yeah. And okay. that shot of the ship, like once it's down on the ground and it's just like panning through it, like it's re- this this last part's really making you sit in the yeah. loss. Yeah. And th- this is where the Blade Runner music starts again. And <laughs> And, okay, so we've been through this insane 15 minutes of this episode. Nonstop action. Nothing, like, there was never a break, you know? And we come to this part, and, dude, you know, like I said, I said earlier, I, I didn't know how I felt the first time I watched it. The more I watch it, dude... They fit so much character into these last four minutes of this of this episode. Yeah, that um, I really it's really really well done. 
It is. And and they did all of this with no with no words. Again, all visual cues. There will not be any clips in this podcast episode. Yeah. Everything is visual. <laughs> and so like you said, it's it's slow panning up the length of the of the star destroyer just in shambles. I don't think these are Star Destroyers, by the way. I just well, want to say. I, I, heard, I, it, I heard it called that. I heard it called a Star Destroyer. It's, it are may not sure? be the exact Imperial Star Destroyer, but. Yeah. Okay. I saw it called that. Um, maybe okay. I'm wrong. I think I saw it called that on Wikipedia. It's just a different model. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. I, For some reason, I thought they had their own name. I just. I mean, they probably do have yeah. a different name. Uh, let's see here. The Venet- The Venator. That's the yeah. ship. That's the ship name. Okay, like the ship's name. Okay, not like the model. Right. Okay. Right. It's like the Interceptor. Republic. It's like a Republic Star Destroyer. <laughs> right. That, and that's. I, I think I did see like Star Destroyer, but I could okay. be wrong. If I, if, I if could I'm be wrong, totally wrong as well. I think yeah. that it was probably whenever I heard like its its name. Yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah. That I the, got the confused. Venator. So yeah. Sounds like a dinosaur. The um, Venator. So. But yeah, so it slow pans up the length of that. And the next thing we see is Rex walking back. Again, no words, just this beautiful music playing. And Mm -hmm. another thing to note here is the colors. Yes. There really aren't any. Yeah. (laughs) Even the blue that's on Rex... It's on Rex's armor and on the ship. There's a little bit of blue. It's very dark and very faded at the same time. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah, it, it's not blue anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's desaturated. Yes. And it's very much, it's very, everything's very bleak in this scene. And, and I think they did that on purpose. The, there's a lack of color. And I really dug that. Um, uh, and so we see Rex walking back to the, to the ship with like, it, I imagine it's a shovel of some kind. It's a Star Wars shovel. It's a Star Wars shovel, and they had just, it, it, without words, they have just told us that they had to bury anybody they could find. Yeah. And then it shows Rex at the ship, and he's very sad. And it then it shows Ahsoka. In the cloak. Ahsoka the Grey. Ahsoka the Grey. And, I mean, first of all, that shot from behind her. And then you have... I I thought this was really interesting, too. You know in The Mandalorian, when they're going through tattooing, when they're walking through Mos Eisley, Mm -hmm. you see those stormtroopers, like, on those... On spears, basically. In a very malicious manner. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Very much so, like, we killed these stormtroopers, and we're going to leave this out here to remind any Imperials walking through (laughs) what we did to them. This is totally different. It is. These are clones, and these are people that they were friends with. In fact, the majority of these helmets have Ahsoka's face on them. Yep. And they are just... They're they're on you know sticks or whatever, and it's this beautiful memorial memorial scene. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, what did you think of this? What did you think of this? It's I mean, bes- obviously it's it's gorgeous and it's and it, it's beautifully done. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that this whole thing is just, it's like you said, like, it's so bleak and everything, except for just the simple, like, that red-orange of Ahsoka and, like, and the paint on the helmets mm -hmm. and Rex, the blue on Ahsoka and on Rex. Yeah. It's the only colors in this whole thing. Everything else is just, like, gray. Yeah. And it's incredibly sad. And, but it's so powerful and so impactful. And it's telling you this story without having to say anything. Because I don't think that, I think that if they did say much of anything, it would have been less powerful. I think the fact that they couldn't even find yep. the words made this even more powerful. Yep. And like seeing Jesse's helmet Bro. was so sad. And, and like, it's just, it's all like, cause you, you know, like, you know what happened, you know, what's coming after. And it's just like, this story was never meant to end happily. Like the Clone yeah. Wars just was never meant to end happy. And I was telling Sarah this earlier, cause we were talking about just like getting back to watching the Clone Wars and stuff and. She was asking me a couple questions, and uh, she always tries to get some spoilers out of me, and I'm, I do a good job of not telling her things. Yeah. But she uh, but she asked me a, a couple questions about the end, and I just told her, I was like, look, like I'm not going to tell you anything, but like you've seen Revenge of the Sith. like You know that there's no way the Clone Wars can end happily. <laughs> like, so yeah. I just want you to know that. Is that like the show doesn't have like a happy ending. But it does have a satisfying ending. Yeah. And, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, with that, we should probably talk about the last little bit that we get. So before we before we go into the time jump, Ahsoka drops her saber. Yes. Um, little music thing. When mm -hmm. she dropped her saber, there was this awesome little like this awesome synth swell. At yeah. the moment that it hit the ground, it was this. It was such a beautifully done. Again, Kevin Kiner just crushed it here, and um, so I have a question: mm -hmm. Why did she only drop one saber instead of both? Why do you think that? Because I thought this would have been a natural place to lay them both, and yeah. then she ends up with two white ones later. You know, right? Whatever, white ones later. Um. Which so I, I I guess that was confusing to me. That was a question I had. Yeah. At the end, and um, why do you think she dropped it? Because this was the last piece of Anakin that she had. So she was doing what Anakin could never do. Let go. Hmm. She let go of the last piece of Anakin that she had because she knew life would never be the same. Yeah. She knew there was no going back and she did what Anakin could never do. Anakin could never let go and that's why he ended up where he is. Yeah. And what do you think about that? I think that's really good. I think that I think that the lightsaber I mean like it's like you said it's also it is it's not only just a symbol of like it's not just a symbol of her letting go of Anakin, but 
because it's also kind of a symbol of Anakin's inability to let go of her whenever she left the order. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a, it's like proof of it, you know? And I think that that's a really, that's a really cool way to think about it. And I actually hadn't thought about that. Plus, Oh, I just thought of another thing in the next part. Who picks up the saber? Oh my gosh. You're right. <laughs> you know, obviously this is not like a plot twist element remotely. This is just symbolism here, you yeah. know? And, and that's what I thought they left so much here. And that's, that is the genius of this man. That is the genius of this ending in these last like four minutes. And I think it's less than five minutes. Zero words are spoken. And we are left with these images. We're able to piece together these really uh, deep and meaningful pictures. Yeah. And uh, just kind of put the pieces together ourselves. You mm -hmm. know, they told the story. They didn't leave like an ending ambiguous. You know, it's not like a lazy thing. Yeah. But they did leave room for us to think about symbolism. And yeah. I really, really think that that's so well done. So, yeah, she drops a saber. It shows her one last time. Mm hmm. And then it fades. It fades away. And the first thing we see, it just kind of fades right to a was it a. It's like an imperial in, transport. Yeah. I can't remember the name, like the technical name, but. I have it here. Yeah. The uh, T4. Mm-hmm. Lambda class T4A shuttle. Yes. And, you know, shuttle. when I first saw this, I was like, ooh, time jump. And I, I my first thought, what, to my surprise, when I was watching people react to it, yeah, several of them didn't know it was Darth Vader. They just saw someone landing, someone Imperial landing. Yeah. I knew it was Vader <laughs> yeah. like, from the beginning. I was like, oh, my God, this is a time yeah. jump. That's Vader. <laughs> and um, so we see these stormtroopers. We see these snow troopers. We see these uh, we see these uh, probe droids. Very Hoth, you know, very yeah. reminiscent of Hoth. It was it was they wanted it to be very obvious to us. This is at some point in the future during the Imperial era. And. Uh, you know, they're showing the stormtroopers, snowtroopers, and probe droids all just like searching the the ground, the wreckage area on this moon. And at this point in time, it's covered in snow. And mm -hmm. um, it really did feel like Hothman. So it shows these stormtroopers talking to each other, and then out of nowhere. <laughs> that was not a good Darth Vader breath. It was you know fine. what I mean? Yeah. We hear it and we're like, <laughs> and we see in the Clone Wars television show, Darth Vader. Yep. What were your feelings here? <laughs> Dude, first off, he looked amazing. Um, Just like everything about the way that his character was drawn and like animated and everything is just beautiful yeah what it's an awesome model <laughs> yeah gosh this moment was good like yeah man i love that we got to see darth vader in the clone wars like yeah. we got to Me see too. it and he wasn't doing anything like bad a or anything no we got darth vader just like 
searching, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. And then, like, finding um, finding the saber as he kind of yeah. walked up to this, like, crash site. And you see a couple of little clone heads popping out of the snow. And this this lightsaber, the Ahsoka's old saber, just, like, sitting there. And he lights it. And you see Darth Vader holding a blue lightsaber, which is a really interesting... Like symbolism, symbolism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as he lights it, he he looks up because there's a bird in the air, and it's um, it's Ahsoka's bird, <laughs> Morai, I believe is what it's called. Um, and that bird's been following her around since the Mortis arc, whenever she literally died, and the the daughter essentially brought her back to life. And gave her life into Soka, uh, into Ahsoka, and that bird is kind of like, it sort of represents like that mm. daughter's spirit following her, um, and people don't understand why Ahsoka's so powerful. Anyways, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, this like moment is just really cool because it's like it's like he knows, and he looks up and you see his eyes through mm. the red lenses yeah. of Darth Vader's suit. Um, which I, I was, I was told that the red lenses indicate helps indicate around when this was. Um, I think that he didn't get the red lenses until like at least like seven years after the clone wars. Mm. Something wow. like that. So this was so a it's long that time. far. I just thought it was like months or something. No. Yeah, I think this was like a good while in the future. Um So, anyways. So yeah, like you said, you see him holding the lightsaber he he gave to Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think of it right then. I was like, so Ahsoka was able to let this last piece of Anakin go. Yep. And Anakin. He takes it. (laughs) He takes it. He takes it. And another thing to add to the the tragedy of it all, you see Anakin and it's like this awesome shot from behind. He's lit the lightsaber and he's standing there with it. And you see him with his cape flowing in the wind from behind holding the blue lightsaber. And it's this beautiful thing. And you think. That's what could have been. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that's like, that's Anakin. Yeah. But it's not. It's not Anakin anymore. Yeah. And just another really sad thing. And I just, dude, we have spent just about as much time in this episode talking about these last four minutes as we did all of the really awesome and fun stuff (laughs) and you know what i mean like that's all all that stuff in star wars is so great and like we geek out about it like (laughs) like big time way of course but these are the these are the moments that make me love star wars yes these are the moments that to me like when people ask me like why do you watch like like people will like say I don't, I don't know. I don't really get into Star Wars cartoons. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, 
they have no idea what they're missing. Seriously. Get over the fact that it's animated. Yeah. Get over the get over the fact that it's about an era that you might have hated the movies for. Whatever. You need to watch this show. <laughs> if you and love Star Wars, you need to watch this if show. If you love Star Wars, you need to watch this show. Because this arc made me feel so many Star Wars things that I haven't felt in a very long time. Yeah. And you know, we, we both like the sequel trilogy. Yeah. But this has something in it that it doesn't have, that the sequels don't have. And you, you know, and I don't even know how to put my finger on it because as much as like I love the sequels and it's like I like going into new places and, um, and all that, there's a certain reverence that this had mm-hmm. that just kind of was like home, yes. <laughs> you know? This, this has – Star Wars has always been poetic in nature. Star yeah. Wars has always been poetic, and it's a space opera or whatever that George Lucas likes to call it. I don't know. But, like, it is this story. It's a story, yes. Does it have humor? Yes. Does it have childish moments? Absolutely. But underneath it all is also this really incredible, poetic, strong message. And there's always hope in it somewhere. And granted, this part had to add, had to end sadly just because characters and everything. Right. But even then, there's still like, like even in this really dark moment, Ahsoka's bird is flying in the sky to let you know everything's okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but it does it in a poetic and a really like reverent way. Like you're saying this yeah. show when you're watching it, feels like it has a res- it has a respect for the source material that you don't necessarily feel as much when you watch something like Rise of Skywalker, even right. though I enjoy those movies. Um, right. And I think that they're very fun, but there is something to be said about, like, the reverence that, like, this show has for George's creation. Yeah. And... Those move the sequel trilogy definitely feels like blockbuster movies, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so, I will say this I think that I think that there are a couple of different there when it boils down to it, when it comes down to it, I feel like there's a couple of different kinds of Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are Star Wars fans who, when they see Star Wars. They see the mythology. They see the the lore. They see the uh, the themes, mm-hmm. and that that just interweave throughout every show and every movie. You know what I mean? And connect the dots mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then there are fans who grew up just playing with Star Wars action figures, mm-hmm. and that's. That's what Star Wars is to them. Yeah. And that's Which fine. is great, <laughs> you yeah. know? And I can't help but think that's, the, that's what J.J. is. Yeah. You know, I love The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, it had the Star Wars magic. Yeah. Uh, but 
it also did feel like it was a very safe thing. It wasn't very poetic, really. It was it was a it was a nod to what had come before because it yes. needed to be, to be honest. Yeah, somewhat. Um, and but it was a nod to what had come before, and it was a lot of spectacle. Yeah, and 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 JJ can do spectacle now, and yes. um, better than most, and. I think that's I think that's what he whenever you see JJ he's playing in a sandbox with yeah. his with his stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. He's playing he's playing he's doing lightsaber duels with his act, with his action figures. You know? Yeah. That's that's what Star Wars is to JJ Abrams. Mm-hmm. Um I even get a hint of that from John Favreau to be honest. Yes. Absolutely. And uh which is why I love the pairing of him and Dave. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> Because you get it both. Because, dude, the Mandalorian is totally playing in a sandbox <laughs> oh, <laughs> with, yeah, your, with your favorite characters. It but, absolutely is. But Dave Filoni is just another thing, man. Like, this, this had the poetry. This had the reverence to the source material to George. Yeah. And and um, and, and it had the action. It had the spectacle. Right. But it also had that. And to me, like, that's... I think the Last Jedi has the poet, the 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 poetic nature. That's why I, I love it so much. The thematic yeah. nature that had the Star Wars magic just in a different way, and um, it had it had to me, it had the uh, the spectacle, but it was meaningful because of the the themes going right. on in the movie, and it had the poetic nature of it all. Um, yeah. And then we get to Rise of Skywalker again, and, and it's just like we've talked about this before. It's a bunch of spectacle, and it seems kind of hollow. And it's mm-hmm. fun. I watch it, and I laugh my head off because it's it is. It's fun in the moment. It's and so much fun, you walk man. away, And whenever you walk away, like after after a little bit, it I'm like, doesn't. I wish I want the magic a little bit. Exactly. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't like satisfy you as long as something like Last Jedi does. Last Jedi, you right. finish it, and then you're thinking about it. You're like, wow, the more I, the more I peel back the layers, the more I. See, like, like an <laughs> onion. It's like an onion of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so, dude, I I think that's one. I think that's why I love this so much. It, it it's it's everything I love about Star Wars is in this. Yep. Is is in this uh, arc and man. So and the we way come it ends to, with that last shot. I was about to say we come to a close with this last shot. Of uh, it shows this uh, this clone helmet. With Ahsoka's face on it, mm-hmm. and you see the reflection of in the eyes of the the helmet. You see Vader's reflection walking away. Again, poetic. It's just, po- <laughs> it's just poetry, man. It's like the one of the, the like. It's it tells essentially. It's like all of the elements of the Clone Wars. Yeah, and how they ended in one shot, and it's just beautiful and amazing yeah couldn't have ended on a better note nope so on that note we end our clone wars discussion (laughs) ben let me ask you this really quick just overall view if you were to give this season a grade Mm -hmm. now that you've seen the finale we've seen the bad batch we've seen the martez arc we've seen some highs and some lows and all that stuff. Do you have a score you could give this 
with a clean con- with like a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. Solid D minus, not enough Jar Jar. Mm. No, um, dude, I'm with you, man. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I could give this season a solid. I could give it a nine. I could mm. give it a nine with a very clear conscience. I could, and I think upon a rewatch, I I could potentially give it a ten. <laughs> I didn't mind the Martez arc that much. I I mean, like in the moment, I did, but it was most of my reasoning was just because I wanted to get to this stuff. Like I just wanted to see this stuff. Yeah. But in hindsight, like having seen everything, I can't wait to go back and watch everything because I do think the Martez arc shows us a lot of really important things about Ahsoka's character and why she's important and why, um, you know, a character like her is needed in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to watch all that stuff again. Um, I, so with a clear conscience, too. I can give it a nine. But upon a rewatch, I could see myself totally giving this season a 10. I will never give this season a 10. I can pretty confidently say that. And it's because the Martez arc, I don't know how I'll be able to watch it and not at least think this is too long. <laughs> should not have been four episodes. Um, That's fair. Yeah. It, it really shouldn't have. It, it, they could have done that in two. Mm-hmm. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. maybe three. You could you could pull a third out of me, maybe. Um, <clears throat> I felt like that just slowed the season down a lot. And you know, I do I do not think that was a useless arc. I've said mm-hmm. that before. I think it was. It brought it back in this last arc. It brought the like themes that Ahsoka had been learning. Mm-hmm. In that previous arc into this arc, we needed it, you know? Yeah. It wasn't useless. It wasn't filler. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you could say one or two of the episodes were filler. Right. I could go with you there a little bit. I could even say one of the Bad Batch episodes was filler. I think they could honestly, dude, here's what here's what would have made this season. Here's what could have taken this season up a tick for me. I just thought of this right now. Have the Bad Batch arc be three episodes. Have the Martez arc be three episodes. Have a two-episode arc that is like... I don't know. Visit somewhere else that we have that we love in the Clone Wars universe that we two know. Two episodes that are... Like Hondo just, pirate episodes. They're just reanimated. <laughs> Do you know how much that would have pissed people off? Um, <laughs> no. Two, two episodes that are just reanimated retellings of scenes from Revenge of the Sith. Somehow people would have loved that, I think. <laughs> like, it just tells the story better because you get Matt Lander as Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little bitter, aren't you? Um, People need to stop crapping on Hayden. I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but I don't, I don't know what the arc would be. But like, do you know? Like, there's a lot of like, give us maybe another um, Night Sister related arc or ooh, bro. They could have given us like, oh, I mean, granted, it's a whole book, but like, yes, the Asajj um, Ventress doing some of the Dark Disciple stuff. Yes, that would have been awesome. Put that before the Bad Batch, even. Or, or you could have put you could have put 
um, at some point in the season you could have done – what was the uh, son of uh, Dathomir oh, do that arc? Oh, Shoot, man. That I mean, see cool. what I mean? Like you could have done – you could have done yeah. something like that over two or three episodes – Made yeah. this a 13-episode season mm. or something. You know what I mean? I think Dude. that that would have made the season overall a little better. And Maul um, is really the the third main character of this season. And so if you give you give oh, yeah. Rex an arc, you give Ahsoka an arc, why not give Maul an arc? You know? Exactly. And exactly. it's just two episodes. <laughs> I mean, you kind of did give Maul an arc a bit, but I mean. <laughs> eh. Yeah. But, dude, yeah. that to me, that's what would have made this season better is – Maybe take a couple of these – Clone Wars has shown time and time again that they do these like two, three-episode arcs all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know why they chose to do four-episode arcs with all three of these. Yeah. Really, the only one that needed four was the last one. Mm-hmm. And it definitely needed four. <laughs> yes. But, 100%. but the others, you could have taken one from each at least and then put them into a Son of Dathomir arc, and I would have been like, ooh. Because <laughs> uh, I I have like listened to I I'm not a comic book reader but mm-hmm. I have listened to slash watched some videos on Son of Dathomir, bro I want that yeah <laughs> I want that in a Clone Wars arc right yeah. now that would have so been cool. sweet so um but yeah I would I'd probably give this season as a whole I would probably give it an eight mm-hmm. I give this arc a ten. <laughs> Um, no questions asked. There's no, yeah, I could give it 11. Um, I give the bad batch arc, uh, dude, a a nine. I freaking love that arc. I had so so much fun fun with it. The Martez arc is not useless, but it is a C or D arc. So it's like six or seven, Mm -hmm. you know, it, to me, it's, it's pretty low rated, not useless, but not good. Um, not great. And so that brought it down. I think eight's a fair score for the whole season. So mm-hmm. um, very enjoyable season as a whole, man. I got a little yeah. impatient at the middle, but, man, I love the Bad Batch. Man, I love the last arc. I love the last arc. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> dude, that's it. That's it. That is it. That's it, man. Um, okay, so with that said, guys, if you wouldn't mind going to our podcast on Apple Podcast and just leaving – a, a rating and a review. Um, you can give us criticism if you want. We are definitely open. We're always trying to make this podcast better. Be delicate. Um, I'm, I'm a tiny and very sensitive flower. <laughs> be, be kind. Be constructive. Don't be mean. No, but I. Uh, uh, we're always trying. I'm constantly thinking of ways to make this podcast better. I'm always trying to make the sound quality a little better, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but if you guys have any suggestions or ideas, we, we are, I mean, we're always looking for them. So, um, give us a rating, give us a review, go join our Facebook group, a certain point of view discussion group, all that stuff. And, um, Ben, do you want to say anything about your Twitch? Um, yeah, you can follow me at cap, uh, on, I always forget. It's not like an at situation on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash captain Benji. And that's Cap'n, like Cap'n Crunch. Um, lately, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I'm kind of just going to keep playing that till I finish it, I think. I'm just super into it. Um, you mean Mario Odyssey? Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, it's <laughs> not... A, the, no. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is not as family-friendly as the stuff I usually play on the stream. Um, 
it's very violent and there's cussing in it. So, um, but it is very, very good. And I've been really enjoying that. And they announced the newest Assassin's Creed recently. So I've been, I've just been in that mood. Yeah. Um, nice. So if you're interested in coming, hanging out, even if you don't really understand video games or whatever, it's a, it's a pretty fun time. So, uh, yeah, you can follow me there and, uh, coming out. Awesome. We will see y'all next week. We uh, we are out of our Clone Wars series, so from here on out, we'll pop, we're going to do some more topical conversations mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Perfect um, timing, too, because we're starting to get more news again. Yeah, more news is happening. We're getting a lot of Star Wars news lately, so... We have uh, stuff to next catch week, up on. <laughs> we do. We do have stuff to catch up on, and we will start all that next week. So, until next week, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.